Do you struggle to find time to start your side business? You're listening to Dale Callahan on the Company of One podcast. This is episode number 114. Today we're talking about how to find the time to start a side business. I am going to give you five specific steps to help you get started in two weeks. Welcome to the Company of One podcast featuring Dale Callahan. Dedicated to helping you find freedom in life and with your career. Learn how to not only increase your income, but take control of the income you acquire. Let's ignite that inner entrepreneur in you. Now, welcoming your host, Dale Callahan. Hey, and welcome. I really appreciate you being here, listening, paying attention. I want to add some specific value to you today on how to develop those times that you can, or time minutes to start a side business. Now, this is the last of the series on the four challenges that people have in uh, starting a side business. You know, I don't have enough money. I don't have any ideas. I kind of feel guilty about charging for things. And this is the last of those. How do you find time to start a business? And this is kind of that last excuse, and I hate to use that word, but let's just be blatantly honest. We find excuses to not do things that we say we want to do, but we're not committed to. And time is one. And very, very often I find time, uh, people just suggest that time does not work for them, that they have family, they have uh, all kinds of things going on that they just don't have time. So... um, that's, you know, we, we know logically that that's a lie, and then we also know it's the truth. I mean, it's kind of this double-edged sword. Because we know people who seem to have more going on than we do and get more done, right? Uh, and then there's people that have nothing going on and get nothing done. And, you know, and where do we fit? But it, logically, in our day-to-day lives, we feel like, you know, there's just so much going on. I'm exhausted. I don't have time. So, uh This podcast, the whole point of this Company of One podcast is for you to get control of your company. How do you get control of your income? And by control, one of the things we mean is how do you get the ability to increase it and to enjoy it? And if you have children, how do you distill uh, into them and inspire into them? How do they make their money? So that's what we're going to be talking about. Um, Hey, and by the way, a lot of this stuff comes from my Building Your Own Business course. You can go to dalecallahan.com. dalecallahan.com is where the podcast sits. If you want to find this particular podcast, it's dalecallahan.com slash 114. But to look at the Building Your Own Business course, it's dalecallahan.com slash B-Y-O-B. Building your own business. So uh, check that out. If that's something, these are the steps, and this is where I walk people specifically through the steps. And by the way, this specific topic I'm talking about uh, is something that I've noticed as we work with people through the building your own business, through the private Facebook group, uh, and I do some coaching related to it. I notice when they get control of this one thing right here, time amazing things start to happen. I can think of some people right now 
like Nathaniel is working with us and uh, Nathaniel seems to have just kind of captured this. He got some, he just suddenly pulled things together and he's moved from uh, you know struggling kind of struggling with ideas, struggling what to do and he's moving at light speed. Uh, and, uh, and he may not feel that way, but he, he is. I mean just based upon my experiences. And I, I see other people do it. I see Suzanne doing it, who's in the group who's uh, you know just captured this idea and making it happen. So, I mean, let's be first be realistic. We all have the same amount of hours in a day. We know that. And we also think nobody else understands our situation. Yeah, they kind of don't, but they kind of do. So what I want to walk you through this at this time is how to do some of these things. And this is awesome because we've created a downloadable worksheet on this. And you can get that at delcallahan.com slash 114 download, all one word, 114 download, the number 114 download. And it's going to have these five steps uh, that are going to be, and I'm giving you assignments these this time. So um, <laughs> we're going to be this uh kind of try to be really focused. The other thing I'm doing is I'm going to try to be more concise. Uh, I have a mixed reviews on this. Some people say they like shorter podcasts that are tighter. Uh, sometimes when I tighten them up, people say, no, nah, I really like them to be 30 minutes or more because I'm running or driving. Um, so, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to tighten some things up here. We'll see how this goes. But listen, I'm, I, I'm, I'm doing this to help you. So if what I'm doing is not helping you or it's missing the mark or uh, shoot, let me know. Shoot, shoot me an email at dale at dalekellahan.com. Now I have filters. I have all that junk in my email and yet things do end up in the spam filters, but we do check them. But I read and answer if I can. I answer. Well, I can, so I do. I, uh, I read and answer every email. So it may not be a long answer, but I'm going to read every single thing, even though we have other people maybe looking at it, but I read all of them that come through this podcast. So dale at dalekellahan.com. Uh, so let me just walk you through and just, just jump in and get started with what I would say are the five things that you need to do. Step one, and there's a couple things in each one of these steps, so hang on. Step one is to get control of your day job. Now in the downloadable worksheet, if you have it, great. If you don't have it right now, get it later. We have some specific things that you can do. Now, uh, you might be saying, wait a minute, Dale, you're talking about a, a, a uh, starting my, my dream job, you know, doing my job on the side. But no, you've got to get control of your, your day job. Most people are working very long hours and they take home work. This is just typical in our economy, when we're, especially when we're talking about knowledge workers, people who, uh, whose job is not to dig ditches and things like that, but their, their job is to engage with people, their job is to manage things. They're knowledge workers, and they take work home. But very little of your work is productive. Now, before you get offended at that, I, I know this. This is not theory. And this is not even my observation. There have been many, many studies on this. Uh, I mean, recently, though, just anecdotal, there is a manager for a, a large corporation that told me, he said, Dale, you know, if I had to be honest, of the eight to nine hours a day I work, 
about two as productive. And that included his time walking around, talking to his team members, engaging and leading and doing all those things you got to do. About two hours was productive. Now, when I work with corporate professionals, which this is what I am constantly doing, this is all I do, is I put in front of them um, uh, a, a, a thing about, hey, where do you spend your time? And particularly, I ask them about these three things. How much time a week do you spend in meetings? How much time do you spend in emails? And how much time do you spend in drive-bys? People who just walk by and say, got a minute? Or you're walking down the hallway, you got a minute? So just, you know, I just ask them to guess how much time they do spend a week in these things. And they guess, and they're like, yeah, that's a lot of time. It's not too bad, but it's a lot. And then I have them take an inventory. And that is a wake-up call. Because when they take an inventory, which is part of this download that I'm asking you to do, is when they take that inventory and realize what they really do in those 15 to 30-minute increments, they realize they were way off. At least double the time was wasted in these things. Now, I'm not saying all meetings are a waste or all email is a waste or even all drive-by conversations are a waste, but how much time they spent, they way underestimated it. They were shocked, and this is everyone. Again, these are these are you know these are aware people. They're not you know living in, with their heads in the sand or anything. They're aware of what's going on. It's probably true of you too. So it's just like if you think about weight loss, the the, the apps like Lose It and My Fitness Pal and so many others. One of the key things is to just be aware by just having to write down what you eat, you lose weight. Especially then it connects to calories and things like that. But just by being aware of what you stick in your mouth, you lose weight. And it's that's been proven many, many times before. So part of what we're trying to do is just for you to get an awareness what you're doing here. It's kind of like that speedometer that you have on your car. You know, we we usually aren't paying a lot of attention to it, but yet we are. It you know, especially when we see a road sign that says speed limit, or we see a state trooper. You know, it's it's self-governing. It gives us some feedback of what's going on. Uh, We don't do that very well with our time. So what we want to do is get control of that time. And just first by being aware. I'm not going to even tell you how to fix it. I think you can figure out how to fix it once you become aware. But this second part here is what will help you fix that. Is go to your boss and find out what matters. That sounds a little silly, doesn't it? Yeah. But most people, and again, I say most, and I mean dramatically most, uh, 80, 90% of the population that I work with in corporate America don't really have clarity on what are the top three to five things my boss cares about for me to do. What are the top three to five things that if the the world is burning down, have got to be done. What are the top three to five things that uh, are going to have the biggest impact on what matters to the boss? What even does matter to the boss? Uh, So one of the things that you can really get clarity here is to go to your boss and just have this conversation. Hey, you know, I'm sitting here, I'm I'm spending lots of hours, and I just want to make sure that what I am doing matters most to you. So tell me, you know, what are what are your big objectives 
for our department. And maybe you've had this in department meetings before, but you know, what are your big objectives and what are the three things that I do that are most important? Now, it might help if you may create a working list, working list of the things that you do and take them and put them in front of them so you have something to talk about. But when we do this, we find people are often shocked what their boss really cares about versus what they are doing. Sometimes people are doing and spending a lot of time on things their boss didn't even know they were doing and could care less about. It's, this is it's always comical when we do this assignment in our uh, graduate program that we give it to people and then they come back and they're a little twisted like, wow, I had no idea. I had no idea. And again, these people are making six figures, many of them, and they have no idea what matters. So these couple of things. So I'm going to give two assignments here that are related to this. Number one is go find out from your boss assignment. And it's in this worksheet. It's in the download. Go find out from your boss what are the key three to five things. And if you can, get some measurables. How do they measure that success? Um, th that's an ongoing conversation. I get that. And also fill out the schedule. Just take an inventory for one week. Start right now. If it's Wednesday when you're listening to this, fine. Start now. Just get an inventory and get clarity of where you're spending your time. You can fix all those things. There's plenty of information to fix it. Uh, email me. I'll be glad to fix it. But uh, look for those kind of things that are out there and just get that clarity of what's going on. All right. So that's step one is to get control of your day job. Step two is to get control of your home schedule. Now, this one is a little trickier because you have deeper relationships here. Um, but one of the one of the most powerful things that I've found entrepreneurs that do is they just go to their spouse and to their kids and just have that conversation. Or whoever's in your household, just get the buy-in. Now, this is one of the key things that matters. If your spouse is not bought into what you're doing, then, then you need to start there. You know, if you're going to spend an hour a day or 15 minutes a day doing something, you need to get that buy-in. So you need to have these conversations. And this this can be deep conversations, but you got to get them on your side. you got to make them realize why this matters. you got to make them realize that there's potential for new income here. you got to make them realize there's wins in it for them. And you've got to be able to take care of what they care about. So you got to have that conversation of, if I set this time aside during the day, during the home time, uh, what what gives? How can I do that? Uh, so I see a lot of people, uh, I mean, I see people do things like there's two spouses that have day jobs and starting night jobs and uh, or starting side jobs, and they just work out a schedule that from 7 to 8 p.m., you deal with the kids and everything. I'm going to go hide out in the office from 8 to 9. I'll deal with the kids. You go hide out in the office, and they just work out something. It's not perfect. And by the way, it never will be. But you just you try to set a time where you can work without interruptions in your home. Um, now, when I did my PhD, I did this. When I was working on my PhD, I was a corporate consultant, um, and I, I just I realized that the, my big trap up, and I'll talk about this in just a minute. But my big trap was. I didn't have time set aside for it. I had all the stuff. I had all the objectives. I had all the things written down, but I had never set it on my calendar. So the magic literally that happened to me is I went on my calendar and set from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. And it was kind of like an hour of my time, an hour of billable time, 
eight to nine. Uh, and that was kind of my theory is, uh, and, and I was realistic in knowing that I might use only from seven to seven fifteen before a squirrel jumped in front of me and my, I got distracted, but, uh, I just needed to set a time. Boy, that had magic. That had magic. Um, so, so this is, this is the kind of thing you do. So, uh, one, so I'm going to say an assignment three here is to go talk to your spouse, kids, if you have other family members in your house, and just share with them. Be open about what you're trying to accomplish and try to get them on your side the best that you can. Uh, and some of you are going to have great success there. I, look, this is reality. Some of you have some people living in your house that don't want you to do this business. I get it. Um, you know, if it's, if it's your spouse, that's pretty critical. But if it's, you know, a parent that's living with you or a sister or brother or something living with you, well, that's a whole different story. But look, it's you've got to get control of it. And so you the best thing to do is to communicate. One of the things that we often do in this area, and this is why this is an assignment, number three, is we just treat people as if they're children, and including children. And I think, and my wife is always telling me this, she said, if you just... If you just treat them with respect as if they have the ability to make decisions too, and they do, uh, they will be on your side. And I find very often she's right. They understand a lot more than I give them credit for. So just getting people on your side, and it's magic. And boy, that's that's magic in my household, and it's not always easy, and it hasn't always been easy. But that's that's your assignment number three. Step number three. Find your moments to work. Now, if you've if you've done, I'm on, I'm going to just say, kind of getting control of your work time, taking an inventory, talking to your spouse and your kids, maybe a couple times over, maybe experimenting with some of these things. It's going to take about two weeks. Matter of fact, all of these things together are going to take about two weeks of processing, and expect frustration because you're going to feel like well, this is hopeless. It's not, but um, it's going to feel that way at times. But in step three is to find those moments to work. Now, this is an experimentation process. Moments are key. Moments are key. Stuck up on my bulletin board right here in my office is the number 1,440. Now, I'll let you figure out where that number comes from. <laughs> just figured. I'm, I'm not even going to tell you, but there's a reason that's stuck in front of me, but it's to remember time and just give you that one hint. So if you don't have two hours to work on a business, what do you have? What can you carve out? Can you carve out 15 minutes? And somebody the other day told me he could carve out 15 minutes. Uh, and so that's 15 minutes. So add that up through the week. And that through the year, that's a lot of time if you use your time wisely. So there, there's a, you, some of you may be familiar with the Scrivener Code. Scrivener is a software some writers use for writing books and things like that. It's a, uh, Joseph Michael realized that this software, Scrivener, was very powerful but had practically no documentation. And so it was, the user curve was a little, well, it was, it was tough. To the, the learning curve. So he decided, you know, he had an opportunity here because Scrivener is so well known. It's a niche product uh, and has a lot of things that are good for creating a product, a, a course. So Joseph wanted to create a course on Scrivener and call himself the Scrivener Coach. So that course was something like a course where he's 
recording screencast where it's you know PowerPoint or show and tell type stuff while he's showing while he's working and creating audio. So you get the idea. It's a video of him showing what he's doing. Um, so what what he did is he took lunchtime. He had a full-time job. He would get in his car. He would pull up outside of a Starbucks or somebody somewhere with Wi-Fi. He would turn on his computer and start recording. Now, practically speaking, he has a lunch hour. He has to drive there. You know, so I don't I don't know. I don't remember him saying whether he spent an hour, 30 minutes, 15 minutes of productive time to record how to do the course. But he did it at lunchtime in the car sitting outside of Starbucks. So think about that. Just what does that keep him away from? It keeps him away from going to lunch, eating a bunch of heavy food that's probably not good for you, with your teammates at work, probably complaining and whining about work. Well, you know, you get the idea. But it actually, he turned that hour or that 30 minutes or however long you really had into wildly productive and profitable time. So... That's awesome. So he's, he found his moments. Maybe it's after your kids go to bed. Maybe you've got a 30-minute window. Maybe it's while your kids are in practice. Now, this is one I've noticed where you take your kids to some sporting event or some practice event. Now, I'm not saying you shouldn't watch and engage with your kids there, but what typically happens is... Uh, is your kids go off in there with a coach and they're doing their things or they go off in there in the piano practice and you're basically a, 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 a chauffeur. And what you spend your time doing is in mostly idle chatter with other parents waiting. Right? Now, some of you think that's awesome. You think it's a great time to go network and talk, but network's probably an extreme thing. But most of it's idle chatter. And I know a friend of mine who, you, who was a venture capital consultant, and he would get a massive amount of work done through phone calls at that time. He would go and chat with the parents and go hide out somewhere in the corner and make phone calls and, and do tremendous amounts of work in those little hours. And still, he felt connected with the other parents uh, and his daughter. So, But you've got to find these, these minutes. Um, so... Assignment three here is to just think through. Well, actually, that was this is assignment four. Gee, I need to keep up. I can't count. Assignment four here is what moments do you have? Write them down in the worksheet. In the worksheet, I've got these questions. Just think about the moments you have. Start experimenting with them. I mean, maybe you just say, "Well, I don't know if I can really get anything productive done." Well, use this. Use the time in these moments you're experimenting with to do this worksheet. You can't keep your inventory, but you, you get the idea. Start going, filling it out, just experimenting with time. And as soon as you realize you've got a time window that works and you can get 15 minutes of focus or 30 or 40 or an hour or two hours, it's it's amazing. So, so that's step three. Step four is when we're going to get more into the business. All right, We wanted to set some business goals. Now, this is actually where you have an advantage of not having much time because those entrepreneurs I know that, that have quit their day job or they, they're maybe it's a stay-at-home uh, parent and their kids have gone to school or something and now they got these hours, they end up wasting a lot of time because they're not highly focused. But, and because you have a very small window of time, you tend to be highly 
focused. So here's the thing here is define your goal. What is it you're after? And I might look at this kind of a big picture, but also in, in the next year, the next 90 days, do something, whatever works for you. Define the goal. Say, I want to generate $10,000 of revenue by selling something, uh, by you know mowing lawns, whatever the case is for you. Uh, define the goal and set a deadline and say, so just write it down. By da 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 da, I want to do this. You know, by this date, I want to have met this goal. Uh, so now I'm gonna go through. This is a Zig Ziglar kind of approach, and so if you're familiar with Zig Ziglar, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. But Zig Ziglar has a video, um, and I'll, I'll try to put that video in the show notes at DaleCallahan.com/slash/114. But he walked through the steps, and this was an epiphany for me. When I was working on my PhD is when I first really hit this epiphany is I didn't have the, uh, the time to do it because I was a business consultant and it seemed overwhelming getting a PhD. In my case, it was writing the dissertation was the kick- kicker. Um, so I sat down and wrote the goal. And, the, and it was in July. Uh, and I wrote the goal and said, by next June, I want to have a PhD. So it's clear. I mean, it was it's still nebulous, right? Because what does that mean? But that's fine. You know, if you say I want to make ten thousand dollars in revenue by you know December thirty first, that's nebulous because you might be thinking to yourself, what does that mean? That's okay. We'll, we'll deal with that in a minute. When I did that, so Zig walks you through. So okay, define the goal, put a deadline on it, and then start talk, thinking through your obstacles. And this was the epiphany. Now he's got more steps than this, but these these next two steps were the epiphany to me. Write down your obstacles. Now an obstacle is anything that's in your way from from getting the goal done. So I just started with a pen and paper and I wrote them all down. You know, I wrote I come up with all kind of things. Because in my mind, I was thinking all the obstacles were the world. It was out there. And as I looked back at the obstacles, it was this epiphany. They were all me. Well, not all of them, but most of them were me. It was I was an excellent procrastinator. <laughs> I had no schedule. I had no focus of attention. You know, it was all me. Uh, so what I did is I started thinking, well, the first big giant thing is I just, is me the procrastinator. So, okay. So with the obstacles in hand, he then says, go out and create a plan. Now he had a couple more steps, but this was the big one. Take the obstacles and go create a plan. What happened to me is I realized if I just killed the obstacles one at a time, I'll be done. Now that sounds a little violent, killing the obstacles, but that's exactly how it felt. I needed to kill these obstacles. The first one I realized was I don't have any time on my schedule to do this. And because I'm a, such an excellent procrastinator, I don't have any time. So I, I I wrote down a task list. Task one is to set a schedule. And I was gonna and I put down a deadline for that, you know, and I was just kind of meticulous, put down a deadline was for next week. Task two was to uh, you know, my next step was to once I had the schedule is to get back enrolled in school. I was not enrolled. So, you know, I put a deadline on that. Step three was to contact my advisor who had since retired or find a new advisor, I think was in my case. So that was a step. So it was find a faculty advisor. 
Step four was to, you know, get a list of topics to do. And it, it was like 50 steps or something, you know. By the way, they, they be, after the first couple, they were fuzzy. But it was, it was kind of to get me moving. So I opened up my calendar the first day. So the next day I woke up and I thought, okay, I got to do something. So I put this calendar in there, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m., Monday through Friday. And I put in the calendar these steps, literally. I just cut and pasted, stuck them in there. So it repeated itself every day. And as I did the step, I erased it. Now, you may have heard of the power of the next action. That was what was happening. Is at 7 a.m. I would wake up the next day and I would look at what's the next step. I wouldn't think about anything else. I wouldn't think about, well, I need to do this. And I'm like, no, what's the next action? I would go and kill it. And some of them were fuzzy, like coming up with a topic for a dissertation, which is kind of like coming up with a business idea. It was difficult. And we can talk more about that, but it forced me to say, well, tell you, you got two hours. Do something. Get at it. And, uh, it, and that forced me to take action. Rarely did I use the whole two hours. Rarely did I use the whole two hours. And sometimes I went into three hours or, or four hours. But it, it gave me specific actions to do. At the end of this time, by the way, I would at the end of the, the work time, I would adjust my schedule because I realized things and I might realize there were steps were missing. So I would go in and I would adjust it. I use the same process today. I open up my calendar. Matter of fact, right now on my calendar is my time to create podcasts. And I open it up and I'm like, well, I got to go write. What am I going to put out today. I have all these topics that people ask me questions about, but I need to get clarity on the steps and things like that. Get at it, Dale. Just do it. So, and well, let me make one more comment here before I'm going to give you the assignment number five. Get out of the comparison trap. Be careful of it anyway. I can't say you get out of it because you can't, but what we want to do when we start a business is if we find a competitor like us, we want to be just like them. We want to have all the bells and whistles in our business just like them. If I'm a lawn care service, for instance, and I see this guy roll up with a big truck and tons of mowers and tons of staff, what I, what I think I got to do is be just like him. No, you don't. You just got to go mow people's grass. Quit comparing yourself to today. You can't start where they've ended up. Right, and I think it's Dan Miller. I've I've heard say that many times. You can't start where they've ended up. You got to start now. Okay, with that in mind, set your business goals. So that is the task, or the assignment number five, is to set your goals. I've got the outline on how to do that in the download. All right. So that's this. That's the fourth step. So there's four steps, five assignments. That first one step had two assignments with it. So you got a lot of work to do here. Um, most of it's going to be kind of fun, by the way. Step five, well, this is just where it gets ugly. Get to work every day. Now, if you haven't set on your calendar daily, go back and find daily time. There may be a couple of days, you know, that that just doesn't work. But as much as you can, find daily time. Okay, yeah, I don't necessarily mean Saturday and Sunday, but find daily time. Working on a business once a week is it's not bad because of the time, but it's bad because of the time mental shift. It's really hard to do. So set on your schedule a daily time. 
Amy Porterfield, for some of you that knows her, she's a Facebook or social media specialist. She calls it tiger time. She has in her calendar, I think, from 8 till noon, which, again, she's self-employed, so this works, but 8 till noon every day to be highly focused on tiger time. Because, you know what, even as your business grows to the point if you have to quit your day job because your business gets so big, this time problem doesn't go away. You still end up with a million things going on in your life. It doesn't get better. It actually gets worse. So you, you have to learn to focus on what matters. So you get to work daily. So look at that schedule. Is it on there daily? And when you are doing that key work, remember I said in step one, go find out what matters most to your boss? Well, now you've defined in your goals what matters most to you. And you're the boss. So you have got to be laser focused. I don't care whether that time window is 15 minutes, one hour, two hours. I, it doesn't matter per day. Do some things to get focused. What are your distractions? For most people, kill the internet, sh shut down email, turn off my phone. Maybe you know, do any, don't answer it ever, unless it's family or something. Uh, turn off text alerts. Hide out. I've seen a lot of people do this in their corporate world. They will go into a conference room. Uh, at a time such as lunchtime, and they'll hide out, and they'll do their work there with permission of an employer, of course. Uh, and then don't focus on too much of the business and going doing other things. Just do that next action based upon your goals. If you focused on that, all the distractions in your own business will, will not bother you. Now, this is pretty much the plan I use is to get to work daily, to do some things daily, and then on Friday... In that, day, in that same time slot on Friday, I evaluate. But it just keeps me highly, highly focused. I open my calendar. There's my next action. Go at it. Don't make an excuse. Just go at it. Do something, no matter how fuzzy it looks. And then at the end of my time window, I'll go and adjust you know, and say, you know what? I had that task wrong. What really has to happen here is, is this and this and this. And on Friday, I kind of do a cleanup and, use, and, and think through it in that time. That works for me. But look, this is just five steps for you to take action to get control of your time. Because the excuse of, I don't have time to start a side business, is just an excuse. You have the time. You can make it work. It's kind of like, I don't have the money for important things. And people tend to find the money. And you can find the money for what's important to you. Here's how to find the time to start your side business. All the links, all the resources, everything I'm talking about, some of the links to things I've mentioned are at dellcallahan.com 114. Thank you for being here with us. Uh, remember to subscribe. This is this is the Company of One podcast. Subscribe to it. Leave me a review. I mean, thank you. And again, leave me a review. Send me an email. And thank you for those that have. Uh, send me a, an email um, and just let me know because sometimes when you leave a review, I can't tell who you are, you know, because we have these crazy nicknames. So, and remember, if you're looking at starting a business and you want to learn the steps of how to get started, check out dellkellahan.com slash BYOB. Looking forward to being here next.